Welcome back. Initial jobless claims out in just a few minutes. Markets this morning are mixed. Dow Industrial's up 14. The Nasdaq is down 40 points and the S&P lower by one point. The March jobs report coming out tomorrow. Economists are expecting growth in jobs. 239,000 jobs created uh, in the economy in the month of March is expected with the unemployment rate holding steady at 3.6%. Joining me right now is Bianco Research President Jim Bianco. Jim, it's great to see you. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a, a great time to talk about what's happening in this economy. And I want to get to your research in terms of what you're seeing. First, what are you expecting on jobs? And how do you see the year playing out in terms of the macro story? Well, as, as far as jobs go, tomorrow's uh, payroll report is going to be an important in one respect. The last 11 payroll reports in a row have beaten the Wall Street consensus, which you said was 239,000. Uh, that's the longest streak ever, uh, and longest streak ever by a factor of two. The, the la earlier one was five. What that says, when everybody's always wrong in the same direction all the time, is they're missing something, and they're missing something about persistent strength in the payroll report. So we'll see if that continues tomorrow. I suspect that it will. As far as looking beyond tomorrow to the rest of the year, uh, it all turns on this banking issue right now. Is there a banking crisis that's going to lead to banks being unwilling or less willing to hand out loans? If that's the case, then the economy could be in turn for a serious downturn later this year. If not, the economy seemed to be okay before we got into this banking crisis, and it might rebound. So it all turns on that idea, and that all turns on whether or not people continue to withdraw money from the banks and whether or not they are worried or they're seeking higher yields. Well, I mean, in terms of the markets and what they're expecting, we got a big rally year to date. Tech is doing well. So is the market missing this? Is this not priced in the worries about the macro story weakening? Is that not priced into the into the markets yet? Well, it's kind of all over the lot. You're right. Tech has rallied big because it's interest rate sensitive and it's come down. The S&P's up. Bank stocks made a new low yesterday. So if, if the banking crisis is over, somebody tell the bank stocks because yeah. they keep making new lows. Interest rates keep plummeting right now. That's usually a sign of the economy having a problem. So the bond market, the bank investors, and the overall stock market, they all have different views on this right now. There's no consistency among them. So we'll have to see once they get all lined up. Now, history shows that whenever we see this kind of divergence between bonds and a sector in the overall market, it's usually the bond market in the sector that turns out to be more right than not. Not always, but more to more to the time, it turns out the bond market is telling us where we're going next. Wow, it's really a great point. The 10-year is at 3.2% right now. Here's Mark Tepper. Hey, Jim, my take is that the real banking crisis is, is still to come, especially when you look at the smaller regional banks, specifically with regards to their exposure to commercial real estate loans, which, by the way, 1.4 trillion of commercial real estate mortgages come due this year and next year. Those are all going to have to be refinanced at higher rates. They're going to have to be refinanced with lower appraisals, which affect LTV ratios. And when you look at these smaller regional banks, they hold about 70 percent of all those commercial real estate mortgages, which I think is a very challenging space, especially when you look at class B, class C office space, supplies high, vacancies are on the rise. What's your take on the banking crisis? I mean, do you think that, that there's still going to be some issues down the road? Yeah, I think that there are. There's uh, two issues here. First of all, 
the old adage in banking used to be you were more likely to get divorced and switch your bank. That's no longer the case anymore, thanks to mobile phones and mobile phone apps right now. So people switch all the time. So if banks want to continue to offer zero or one basis point, as Chase does, in a savings account, and you could take five minutes on your phone and move your money to a money market fund that's yielding four and a half to five and pick up, you know, thousands of dollars a year, that is the rational thing to do. Money will continue to leave banks. It won't be a hemorrhage to cause a failure, but week in, week in, while they'll leave the banks. If that continues to happen, their ability to hand out loans will be impaired. Then you turn to the real estate market. And when you see all of these real estate loans that are coming due, these lower appraisals, the problems in the real estate market, and then you add on the bankers like, well, I just don't have the capacity to continue to lend on top of everything else. It has the potential to become a real problem. Yeah. Now, the fix is for banks to raise deposit rates. Offer me 3 or 4% on my savings account. The problem with that is that kills their profitability, yeah. and they don't want to do that. That's right. But they might be forced to at the end of the day. Well, we're about 20 seconds away from the jobless claims numbers. We're going to get to Cheryl for that in a second. But real quick, Jim, do you think the Fed cuts rates later this year? Uh, there's a very good chance. I'd put it at least 50-50, if not higher. Okay. So we are expecting an economy to weaken and a cut in rates. One of our guests, Larry McDonald, said it could happen before the July 4th weekend. Um, we'll see about that. The Fed is promising one more rate hike uh, in terms of uh, their next meeting. You're expecting that as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it's 50-50 on a rate hike. The Fed wants to raise rates, but the market is actually defying them by not pricing it in. So there's a, diver there's a divergence in that right now. Um, in order to get a rate hike by the 4th of July, we would have to see, I mean, a rate cut, we would have to see a serious crack up in the economy almost starting like next week. Yeah. Um, I hope we don't, I hope it doesn't get that bad. But if it did, then I understand why we would see a rate cut that soon. Jim, stay right there. I want to get your reaction to these numbers. Cheryl, you got the job. They claims. went up. They went up. And I think this kind of is in line with what we saw with ADP as well. And Jolts, 228,000 is the number. The estimate was 200,000. Initial claims, 228,000. We haven't seen this kind of jump in claims uh, since uh, early December, actually. Continuing claims, that jumped Actually, substantially, 1.823 million. The estimate was only 1.699 million. And remember, the ADP uh, number that came in at 145, not the 200,000 estimate. And then you've got this expectation uh, for what we're going to see tomorrow. You know, and Jim, really quick, I mean, I, I, I want to ask you about claims, but I am curious about the banks. You know, we're coming into these earnings, Jim. What are you expecting from the banks? What kind of commentary do we need to look for to tell us to help us telegraph where we're at? The, as far as that goes, the banks are going to be asked about their deposits, their deposit base, what they're doing. Do they think that if they continue to offer no interest rate to people, that those trillions of dollars would just quietly sit there and not move? And the answers that they give, I think, will really be the narrative that will come out of it. We got the 10-year at 3.278%, down 3.7 basis points. Initial jobless claims uh, worse than expected. What's your reaction to these numbers, Jim, and ahead of the jobs number tomorrow? Well, the claims number has a little bit of a quirk in it because the Commerce Department seasonally adjusts that number, and there was some quirks in the seasonal adjustment. So there was some people that were expecting a big jump in the number, but they were dismissing it somewhat as that this is the seasonal factors. But now you said that initial, I mean, continuing claims jumped. That yeah. isn't as seasonally adjusted. So there might be some underlying weakness beyond just 
the statistical quirks that we saw with this week's number. And any technicals that you have noted that stand out to you right now? Yeah, probably right now looking at the two-year note yield, because uh, that usually is a proxy for Fed policy. It's down around, as you pointed, 3.6%. If it gets under 3.55, which is the low that it's been since the banking crisis started, that is a powerful signal that the market is saying, Jay Powell, you're not only done raising rates, but you might be you might be closer to where Larry McDonald is in talking about cutting rates a lot sooner than you think. All right, Jim. Thanks very much. Good to see you. Jim Bianco joining us. We'll be right Thank back. You.